How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. Smoking weed gives me all my signals for I'm getting sick. So like I feel it in my chest, and then I'm like, fuck, I'm not getting high. Fuck, I'm getting sick. And then it's just downhill from there. Just, wow. Yeah. I thought you maybe were saying, like, you don't get high because, like, you don't want to actually, like, smoke. No, you probably shouldn't. Um, Randy gets mad at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I'll yeah. be, like, literally on the couch with bronchitis, and I'm like... <laughs> oh, yeah, this time, yeah. The last flu I had, I'm like... Ugh, yeah. uh, like, trying to get through a bowl. I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> And then I try to take edibles, and I'm like, it's not the, it's not the same. same. Instant gratification. Really not the same. Yeah. yeah. And edible high is just, I don't know. I've never been a fan. It's Yeah. And it's it's like all or nothing. It's, yeah. you know, I feel nothing, or it just puts me to sleep, and it's, it's weird. Or things get weird. Or things trying. just get weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I've, I've done that once. Where I just, I took enough that things were just... So, it's pretty funny. Um, me and Haiti, whenever we... So, when I lived downtown, we would just, like, go downtown for the fuck of it because it was only, like, uh-huh. a ten-minute walk away from my apartment. And so, we would do this thing some nights where we're like, oh, we really don't want to drink. Do you just want to take a lot of edibles and go downtown? So, that became, <laughs> like, <laughs> that became a thing. So, we would just eat a shit ton of edibles, go out in, like, hoodies and sweat and, like, sweatpants and a hat... And we'd go to these popping clubs and bars and literally sit in the corner, high as fuck, drinking one drink. And every time we did that, the weirdest, craziest shit would happen. <laughs> every time. <laughs> oh, I bet. When we moved here, uh, I moved here with two people from Florida, my old two roommates. Uh, my roommate, Ben, he ate a 200 milligram candy bar. <gasps> the whole thing. He looked like he took too many mushrooms, and, like, he was sitting, I remember him sitting on the couch with, like, a blanket over him, just, like, rocking, like, it was not good. (laughs) And at one point, he got a job, like, to work for our landlord to go up in Conifer somewhere up in the mountains and, like, work on a cabin, like, refinish it for him. So he went and did that, and... Apparently, I'm I'm very flaky just for the fact that I don't remember things. Mm-hmm. So apparently, him and I made plans. Like, he would come and pick me up for the weekend. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, I am living at our house with his girlfriend. Her and I made plans to, like, kick it hard this one night. And she had these 75-milligram edibles, one each. And, like, we're just going to take these and, like, watch some fucking movies and, like, eat some food <laughs> and just really, you know... Because her and I are, like, kindred souls. We're just... With Ben's gone, her and I were just lazy. Like, just lazy, good-for-nothing people. <laughs> and so we took the edibles, and it it was, like, one of the only times I got really high. Like, I didn't fall asleep, and shit was... It was, like, weird. Weird high. Like, borderline mushroomy, almost. Yeah. Like, um, all of a sudden, Ben walks in the door, and he's just like, all right, let's go. And I was like, what? High as fuck. What did you just say to yeah. me? And... I was fine. I mean, I had to take a road trip, and we got there, and, you know, I broke out of the shell eventually, but I felt terrible leaving his girlfriend, Farrell, by herself. Yeah, after just having a 75 milligram. I knew she felt exactly how I was feeling, and it was... Oh, no. There's only one time I took that many. It was a, uh, so it was 4th of July, almost two years ago now, and... 
it was the July 3rd, that's what it was, the day before, and I was at work, and, like, all this shit, crazy shit happened, and my coworker, he ended up buying me a Decados Chibachu, which is 180 milligram Chibachu, Ooh. and he was like, here you go, Anya, have a good night, and I was like, wow, thanks, man, and in my head, I'm like, I'm not gonna eat this shit, I'm not crazy, I go home, and I show my roommate, Alex, and I'm like, hey, look what my coworker bought me, and he's like, do you want to split it tonight? I looked down and I was like, what? And he's like, the fireworks are going on. We can split it and go, like, walk to Little Man and get ice cream. I was like, that's a great plan. Fucking atrocity. Oh, my God. Uh. So we split it. I ate half. He ate the other half. About not even ten minutes into this walk. And normally edibles take a while to hit. Ten minutes in, I look at Alex and I was like, this isn't going to be good, Alex. (laughs) It was so bad, Greg, (laughs) that when we finally got to Little Man's, which is like a mile, mile and a half walk. FYI, Little Man is a local ice cream shop. Yes. Fucking amazing ice cream. Sweet Cow is better, I'm not going to lie. I like Little Man's good. I think Sweet Cow's a little more basic, but really on point. No, they have a lot more. They have a lot of flavors, but they're still very basic, I feel like. As to where Little Man, like, my favorite is, like, the space chunk something. And it's just, like, you know, totally, like, off-the-wall stuff. Because they put, like, like five ingredients into one flavor. Yeah, they really really fuck around over there. So I I think they're both righteously good on their own. Um, Last time I was at Sweet Cow, I got a scoop of Trix ice cream and a scoop of Nerds ice cream. And again, they're both just a really good vanilla. That's even what they call their vanilla. I think like really, really good, mm-hmm. really good vanilla. It's just a really good vanilla with tricks in it, and a really good vanilla with nerds in it. it was I fan had a fucking good fantastic. Nutella banana ice cream from there last time. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. good. Uh, but story short, Anyhow. walking back, we literally had to call an Uber because I couldn't even walk anymore, and I had gotten two scoops of ice cream, and I was so high I couldn't remember how to eat the ice cream, and so it literally. I, I wish I could have taken a picture because I had ice cream from like. Everywhere. My hands, my arms, my face, my shirt, my pants. It was on my shoes. And Alex looks at me at one point and he's like, how the fuck did you? And I was like, I don't know. I need to go home. <laughs> Edibles. Oh, man. So I got a really cool compliment today. I think one of my favorites I've ever gotten on our show. Hmm. Uh, it was from my boss. Uh, shout out to Orin if you're out there listening shout still. Out he also the favorite, like, hands down, not just because he might be listening, but, like, my favorite person I've ever worked for. Super, wow, super awesome dude. Also, like, intimidating. He's um, he's very cool. And I don't think he's ever heard me say this, so if he's listening, it might be weird. But, like, I've talked about it with Brian at work. And, like, I, like, he's just, he's really just, like, hip and cool. And, like, almost like, man, I'm not cool enough to talk to you. <laughs> one of those people. <laughs> but he's super nice. Super, super nice. One of the best, hands down, best person I've ever worked for. But, yeah, he complimented. He said he listened to the holiday episode. And he was like, you know... What I like is your guys' tangents. Like, they're just perfect. Like, you don't go off too far away. You come back in just the right amount of time. Like, you never actually lose the subject. But you complimented our tangents. Wow. And I, I, I really, I love it. That's a breath of fresh I'm always worried that our tangents, like, go down some windy roads. Because, you know, we have a good time. <laughs> a little switchback. <laughs> we have a good time. Speaking of shout-outs really quickly, I met a fan of the show at Josh's show. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. The craziest shit happened. So I was leaving with Haiti, and I was walking out with Josh's cousin, uh, Devin, which has been on the show. Devon Mr. Gibbs. Devon. Wow. <laughs> been a long time. Yeah. Shout-out to uh, Devon Gibbs. He was walking with his friend... And I said something, and he's like, wait, Anya? The Anya? And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, strange people. And I was like, oh! 
Oh my god, it happened! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So shout out to Frank. Um, yeah, Frank. It was a crazy thing. He was like, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity. And I'm sorry if I was awkward, because I was like, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's the same way. I've already met him, you know, I've already met him and I know him, but um, Chris, shout out to you um, at Miranda's work. We've hung out a few times, but we were at their Christmas party the other day, and I think I met his, his newly appointed wife for the first time. Congratulations to the two of you. Congratulations. Uh, she's a wonderful, lovely person whose name I don't remember. I'm sorry. But, yeah, he, I could hear Chris talking. He's like, man, it's weird hearing his voice right now. And I'm just like, ah! Inside. I'm like, yeah. Trying to play it cool. I was wearing my fancy suit. I'm like, yeah, you know. I have a podcast. Yeah, I was leaning in the car. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm the audience inside. I'm like, oh, my God. No big deal. I am the cutest one on the show, too. Okay. Uh, I don't care what Frank said. He actually said that it was split. I do care what Frank said. That's a solid, <laughs> solid opinion. No, Frank. no, yeah, you can't a, go back on that. You're a savvy guy, and um, I respect that, Frank. <laughs> I was totally talking about a different Frank, the first Frank thing. Don't believe in Frank. Wow, but you didn't think you'd hear your name like 50 times in a row on our podcast. Get a little surprise. Frank. Frank. That would weird. All right, welcome everybody. <laughs> Anne Frank. <laughs> not, so you'd say Anne not, Frank. Yeah, not Anne Frank, but Anne. Rest in peace. Anne Frank, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that, that just took a turn. <laughs> That's just, wow. Um, first time listeners, welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. My name. <laughs> Damn, got her to snort in five minutes. It's Woo! gonna be a good show. That's <laughs> we like have a, a good time. A, yeah, we have a good time. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. Welcome. My name's Greg Tanner. With me, as always, is the bubbly, the giggly, the snorts when she laughs, Anya Daniela. Oh, hello. The the hopefully we didn't just peak on our fifteen minutes of fame. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, oh man, um, if you are listening to this on Wednesday, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Xmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy Weird Wednesday. Happy Weird fucking Wednesday. Almost, I'm not going to say that. Anyhow. Huh? I almost had a Beatles moment. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Word. Yeah. <laughs> Pumping the brakes, calming it down. Where? Calming it down. Garage. Yeah, calming it down. Yeah, okay. calming it down. Anyhow, um, yeah. Um, been a rough week. Almost didn't make it, but we're here. We're here. We're here. Um, we're on our new recording time. That we are. Which is, I think, was part of my struggle this week. I'd uh, write the episode in a different, different fashion, time. different time. Yeah, not on my day off where I could write it in leisure. <laughs> um, and I also, I generally I spend the week, you know, just. Not necessarily, like, hardcore researching, but, like, watching things, listening to things, and, like, why I'm doing the dishes. Just really familiar, familiarizing myself with the topic. Luckily, as I told you before we got here, um, I already had familiarized myself on a topic because you threw a couple curveballs at me, and we changed recordings around, and I switched topics because of it. All this you guys don't know because it went super smooth. We're very good at what we do over very here. Very good. So good professional. at what we do. So professional. Couldn't so expect professional. anything less. So, yeah, this week, um, if you noticed the name of the episode, you might have guessed we are talking about spontaneous human combustion. What? A subject I've kind of always been very interested in. So, 
Like people are like blowing up? People, not necessarily blowing up, but more like catching on fire. Spontaneously combusting is catching. Now, spontaneous combustion on its own is a real thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, oily rags have to be kept very safe or they can spontaneously combust. Even compost piles have to be turned. Um, If you're a person who has a compost pile, you know you have to turn it every couple of weeks. And when you do turn it with the shovels, the center of the compost pile is very warm, hot, even in wintertime where the outside can be cold. So those um, not turned can spontaneously combust, just erupt into flames. So not blow up, but erupt into flames is, I guess, the best, best description I can say. So again, spontaneous combustion is a real scientific thing. Spontaneous human combustion, debatable. I'm excited. And we're going to debate it today. All right. Put on my debate hat. So, um, instead of boring you guys with a bunch of science and facts, because of course I know all that stuff. Of course. I found, oh, I think 10, 9 or 10 cases of um, documented spontaneous human combustion. Okay, so it's actually like. And more some than... of these, the, the doctor, scientists, like, that, that is the written cause of death on some of these. Wow. All pretty, right. pretty freaking cool. Like a little comfy pretty here. Pretty freaking cool. Um, so, yeah, episode 52. I turned into a burning ring of fire. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Clever title. I was happy with that one. Uh, Joseph released a uh, music pun titled episode this week, too, on huh. his show. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that together. But I can't remember what his was. But it, oh, She's as Cold as Ice or something like that. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah little a little theme of the week. little Johnny Cash, little foreigner. <laughs> Anyhow, so let's start with the very first case of spontaneous human combustion, or at least the first documented one. It was put forward um, in 19... Or, I'm sorry. I did that when I was writing it, too. It's just such a <laughs> habit to say 19-whatever. 1641 by oh. Danish doctor and mathematician Thomas Bartholin. Uh It was written in his Historium... I tried saying this several times. I really have practiced this. Historium and Tomericiarum... Oh. Rorium. So the H-A-R <laughs> is, a, is a tome which catalogs strange medical phenomena to describe the death of an Italian knight. Um, the particular story describes the death of an Italian knight called Polonus Vorstius. According to the tome, the knight had enjoyed a few glasses of strong wine, uh, he was at home with his parents in Milan, and while enjoying the strong wine, he suddenly burped fire and succumbed to flames and died. Oh my god. <laughs> now, that's all I have on that one. Uh, it's about all I could really find. And that's the first documented case, and kind of where the theory of spontaneous human combustion comes from. Uh, a one Dr. Thomas Bartholin in the H.A.R. <laughs> In the H.O. Historiarium Antonomicurium Rororium. <clears throat> so he was drinking strong wine. Yeah, drinking some... Like, Burped up fire and then just... Poof. Just boom. That's, wow. that's the way the story goes. Damn. I like... for. I was just like picturing, I don't know why, but like Game of Thrones. When like Daenerys, like... I don't know I why. I picture like the, the mountain. Like Gregor. Oh. Just like... 
drinking barrels of wine and then just like, <laughs> and like, oh, catches on fire. Because like I know sometimes like when you're smoking, you can like burp up smoke, but to burp up fire. And for booze to be what? flammable, like, like the only booze you can set on fire is like Bacardi One Fifty One yeah. and stronger. You know your your regular ninety proof stuff isn't really flammable. So that had to be some strong freaking wine. Yeah, that'd be like some pure mead. Right? And maybe he just, uh, maybe he was burping into a direct flame nearby or nearby flame and just uh, ignited and went down his stomach and kind of, have you ever done the trick? I used to do it in high school and you can take a Bic lighter and you can kind of make a, make your, hand into a fist, mm-hmm. but with, like, an air bubble in the middle, and you can fill up your fist with gas from the lighter, and then you can light the top of it, the hole in the top, and the flame will sit there. Or if you open your hand, it just makes a <laughs> big fireball real quick. I've always wanted to try it, but I'm not the suavest when it comes to that stuff, yeah. and so I knew if I were to try it, it's probably going to burn my hand. Good. Good yeah. to know your faults. Right? You know? yeah. yeah. Good to know like, your I know, Like, I know not Good to push to it, and that's what I'm not going to push it with. <laughs> so maybe something like that, you know? Like, he's full of all this um, super strong wine gas and mm-hmm. just burps it out, and maybe he's sitting around a fire or something like that. and just it, Imagine seeing that in the 1600s. Like, you would have to be like, witchcraft! His parents. Like, it's your son. Like, yeah. Like, uh, an accomplished knight, you know? So, and... Just, just boom. Yeah, done. Boy. Done. That's a... A banging way to go out. <laughs> this next one's interesting for me. Uh, it's just got a couple synchronicities mm-hmm. for my life. It's uh, Mary Reeser of St. Petersburg, Florida, where oh. I'm planning on moving. Florida. Uh, she was found dead in her home on July 2nd, my birthday, 1951. Wasn't born yet. <laughs> Wasn't born yet. Uh, this is one of the most, the better documented cases. Um, it's funny, anything I've listened to or, like, researched online, they're like, oh, be careful, we want to give you a warning if you decide to go Google spontaneous human combustion. Some of the images can... Fuck that. Go, go Google it. Google it. Google it. Do it. Google it. Google it. Uh, you'll see a lot of pictures of people burned up and uh, pieces of extremities left behind, such as uh, hands and feet, which we'll really get into as we go through this. Wait. Uh, Mary Reiser, well, let's just get into it, but if, if you look up pictures, there's a good chance you're seeing her crime scene. Is it crime scene still? I scene? Mean, Accident I mean, scene? Scene. Scene of death? Death scene. Death scene. There death we go. Death scene. Yeah. Now you're seeing her death scene. So... As I said, July 2nd, 1951, her landlady showed up at the door around 8 a.m. And when she touched the doorknob to the apartment, it was alarmingly warm to touch. Now, I don't know why your landlady is just coming up grabbing on doorknobs. Yeah, a little invasion of privacy. I'd be a little little pissed. That happened to us in Vegas one time, and this is like, we were like... All like young twenty something like hood dudes. We just rented our first house and like piling as many people as you can in it. And it wasn't even our exact landlord, it was like an accomplice of his or something, but like just decided like I don't mean this in a racist way, like they're a Middle Eastern and I just mean it like there's different customs and like they do things differently. Mm-hmm. And like he just kinda came in like like, yeah, I'm just here to check on things when Oh, 
we told him quick, like, no, you don't, you don't do that in this house. Yeah, like, you gotta give like at least like twenty four hour notice as yeah, landlord. Yeah, so and, uh, and it was fine. We had a, actually, I mean, things weren't fine. They, um, I guess, I don't know how long they weren't paying for the house, but I showed up to uh, an eviction or like mm. whatever, a pink slip on the door. You know, like oh, wow. it wasn't from them; it was from the state. Like they weren't paying their mortgage. Like that, how like so that sucked. That ended badly. But anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. So her her Mary. her landlady's there, um, alarmingly warm touched uh, to the doorknob, uh, even for Florida standards. You know, eight a.m. doorknob shouldn't be this hot yet. Mm-hmm. Yet. <laughs> yet. Keyword. Yeah. Getting no response from inside. Landlady calls the police. They found what was left of Mary Reeser in a chair. Ooh. <clears throat> God, that's weird. I can be looking at something and totally just lose your spot. <laughs> Part of her left foot remained, including the slipper it was encased in. Her skull remained as well. And uh, this could be exaggerated, but some reports say the heat shrunk it down to the size of a teacup. What? Yeah, I didn't really see it in the pictures. Reports and evidence were sent off to the FBI. They concluded that Reeser had taken sleeping pills, something she was known to do regularly. You know, just getting her ambient on. And then inadvertently set herself on fire with a cigarette after the pills had taken effect. This is going to be a common, like, brush-off excuse for officials. And it really pisses me off. Um... Yeah. Okay, sorry, continue. Professor Krogman of the University of Pennsylvania had another theory, though. This is even dumber. Before we get to this, but yeah, like, I don't care how, like, you gotta be fucking comatose to start a fire on yourself. Yeah. Sleep through it. I mean... Now, when you cremate a body, we're talking 1,400 to 1,800 degrees, mm-hmm. just to get you down to chunks... That they then still have to put you in a big industrial blender to get you down to the powder mm-hmm. that they put in a plastic bag and give to your family. 1,400 to 1,800 degrees. Her body has nothing left. No bone fragments. Nothing where she burned is anything left. Only her You're left telling foot me a cigarette started that fire. Yeah, and even, even if like she was asleep, I mean, Ambien... <sighs> I mean, I've taken that. Granted, Ambien. Of course, like, this is 1951. That is true. This might be some, like, basically heroin. Yeah. Sleeping. Yeah. Let's <laughs> so, there. so I'll I'll <laughs> give them that. I'll give them that. I'll give them that. <laughs> but this is going to come up multiple times. Professor Krogman of the University of Pennsylvania had another theory. This is fucking insane. Someone had murdered her, then incinerated her remains in a crematorium and brought them back to her apartment. For someone to find. Also, they used a, a sort of portable heating device to burn spots that surrounded her body and chair and to make the doorknob hot. That's bullshit. So, oh my fucking god. Are you kidding me? You're telling me you murdered somebody. I'm gonna the, remove the, the body. The body's already gone from the scene of the crime. Like, in the ha- I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna put her body, and then I'm gonna what? Take a hot plate? And start burning areas around her. Right? No! After I broke into a crematorium, or possibly have access, like, fucking shit. And then timed it so the the doorknob would be hot right before he knew the landlady would come check? Yeah. No. Professor Krogman 
I don't think so. No, no, no. I don't think you get the strange people, weird world thumbs down of the week. Yeah, yeah, that's a straight up hashtag disapproval. Disapproval. This is gonna be a no from me, dog. Yeah, no, 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 no. Mm mm. So, next up, we got Henry Thomas. Okay. A 73 year old man living in South Wales when he came to his mysterious death in 1980. Ooh. The the bobbies the in, in forensic science. Oh wait, no, that's Wales. Do they have bobbies there? I kind of I just kind of mesh England and Wales together. Are they I don't really know. I don't know the whole geography. They're different. Yeah. They're different countries. Well, cuz isn't Wales like more closer towards Scotland? Scotland's an island, isn't it? I always thought Wales was like. I thought it's like closer England. to France. I think it's on the it's on the continent still, but I think it's further south towards. Gosh, Oy. once again, <laughs> we're proving our ge- geolog- <laughs> geographical status. Geographical. I almost said geological. That's, ro- that's rocks. I know that's rocks. We know our rocks. We don't we know, know our, our fucking rocks. I actually do know my rocks. I do know my rocks. Um, see. Yeah. Yeah. You know a little bit, you give a little bit. <laughs> So the policemen and forensic scientists deduced from this <coughs> that Thomas's remains, uh, they were, I'm sorry, they deduced by Thomas's remains that he had been sitting comfortably in his easy chair, two easy chairs now. I was going to say, okay, just like little Mary. When somehow he caught fire near the top of his body and burned to death. It was an intense fire, and all that was left of Mr. Thomas were his legs below the knee, and his skull. Oddly, his com- his feet were completely unburned, and what was left of his legs were still in clothes and socks and pants that were practically untouched by the fire. What? Although there was evidence of a fire in the fireplace, there's no evidence that it spread from there. One of the spontaneous human combustion theories was that Thomas had somehow managed to set his hair on fire while stoking it, this is fucking insane again. And then sat down in his chair, unaware of the fact that his hair is on fire. This is 1980s, guys. It's still. Are you kidding me? Oh, continue. Oh, my God. Thank God the trained crime scene officer who analyzed the place argued that if a man had been sitting down and realized his hair was on fire, he certainly wouldn't sit there and continue to let it burn. Yeah. Thank you, whoever you were, common sense man. You deserve to be a professor. You get the strange people, weird world, thumbs up of the week. Yes, you do. Good God. Oh, man. Thomas's death, however, was ruled death by burning with no mention of spontaneous human combustion. Okay, so both victims, pretty much their abdomen is the area that combusted. Yeah. Completely. Like, yes. no bone, frag, everything. Yeah, the whole center mass of you. So, what, their legs are just chilling on their easy chair and their skull is where their butt should be? Because their whole abdomen, I mean, it like, depends how you were kicking it. Your skull might have rolled backwards, too. Yeah, that were, is true. If you true. were straight lounging. Skull could be on the floor. That's um, so... I'm trying, like, the only thing, like, maybe the heart. But so, you're into... And, like, stomach acid. You're into the hippie kind of stuff and things and yoga and uh, meditation... Um, so his, they said, started up here. We're going to find, I'm pointing to my shoulder, chest area right now. We're going to find in more of the stories, it's starting, there seems like in the gut area. Mm -hmm. 
And if you're into yoga and meditation, um, even Kung Fu is where I learned it, your lower Dantean is supposed to be basically the pilot light or the fire inside of your body, if you believe that is, in that sort of thing. Yeah. In Ayurvedic and, medicine, when you typically have low energy, it's because the fire or your, um, I think it's your agony. I'm probably butchering that. I haven't taken that course in a while. Um, but your internal fire is like almost depleted. And yeah. yeah, the internal fire comes from like your gut area. Yeah, because I used to do um, Tai Chi and Kung Fu, separate classes, same master. Uh, but yeah, that's what he's constantly preaching about your lower Dante and, and pulling, you know, even when you're doing your Kung Fu moves, um, pulling from there. And that's, that's actually come through. I don't do Kung Fu for a long time. But when I play Frisbee golf, I'm the only one of my friends you hear me, you know, throw and do my drive, and I'm always like, these like air breaths and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Doing it. Handling it. Anyhow, um, I remember I was at Red Rocks one time and like, oh yeah, I met I met you once. It was like a buddy's buddy. And he's like, You're the guy with a really good drive. And I was like, Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, really consistent. And I was like, oh wow. You acknowledged it. Wow. <laughs> thank you. I just I, I, I wanna thank my brother in law who got me into Frisbee golf. I wanna thank <laughs> friends who I play with. Um, I don't think my parents were giving birth to me. A <laughs> couple YouTube videos I watched. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Robert Francis Bailey oh. experienced something similar about 13 years prior to Thomas's incident. So, 60s? Yeah. A group of office workers were waiting for a bus around 5 a.m. Oh, yeah, this one. Ooh. On September 13th, 1967, when they noticed flames in an upper window of a building, they immediately called the police, who rushed to the scene of the derelict building. There, they found the still-burning body of Robert Bailey, uh, currently homeless. The police were first to the scene and reported that a blue flame being, was being emitted forcefully from a four-inch slit in Bailey's abdomen. What? And his teeth were clenched down on a post of a staircase where he'd collapsed next to. Holy fuck. That visual in my mind. Right? That's like something out of a fucking video game. So, homeless guy. Obviously, some sort of abandoned building. Yeah. Goes in there, gets some warmth. All of a sudden, your stomach splits open. And a blue flame comes and out? And a fucking pilot light. Like, I just like a... I picture like a camping torch. Yeah, is kind of like, like how it's described. Like a... <laughs> just coming out of your fucking stomach. Now he's biting down on a wood rail. Cause it, imagine it hurts. Yeah. I, you know, I've had some wicked heartburn. but <laughs> I can't imagine having a fucking blue flame emitting from my stomach. Holy crap. I mean, I've even had um, like ulcer type problems, but shit. Yeah, I mean, I had like a cyst explode in my... Yeah. Oh my that's rough. god. That's, that's, that's rough. Yo, and you're already homeless. Like, god damn. Yeah. They were only able to extinguish Bailey by forcing a hose into the abdominal, ca- in abdominal cavity. No external means of ignition were found on his body. He was a non-smoker, although he was a known alcoholic... And known to be drinking denatured alcohol because it was cheap. Denatured alcohol is stuff without beverage properties, such as 
uh, lighter fluid, uh, fingernail polish remover. So straight up, like, just alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. So, um, it is a theory that his stomach was full of denatured alcohol and somehow ignited and just erupted from his his gut. I mean, I'm thinking about, like, the other ones, and, like, that one, that one makes sense, but the fact that a summit, like, split open. That's crazy. I'm and, like, a controlled... Um, have you ever seen the movie, oh, man, what's it called? Quarantine? No. So it's, like, an old horror movie. Not old, it's, like, early 2000s, and it's just, like, the building is kind of, like, run down, and for some reason, I'm just picturing him on that staircase with his stomach, like, ripped open, and Ugh. just, like, this huge fucking blue pilot light coming Oh, my goodness gracious. Gosh, that is crazy. Poor guy. Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, definitely different, though, because, like, he didn't burn to ashes. Yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder about that little denatured alcohol theory. Yeah. Because basically, he's got lighter fluid in his belly. And it's acting as, like, any kind of, like, a a torch. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, that one, I think so far out of all the ones that we've discussed, his makes the most sense. And it's a blue flame, too, which is generally a a gas type of flame. Like, a natural, like, propane or... Wow. Pretty crazy. Yeah. That one's pretty crazy. Man, my mind is boggled right now. Good eye on whoever is sitting at a bus stop. I know, and looks up. Yeah. Fucking A. Fucking A. Whoo. Well. At least he died, you know, warm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Bad, oh, bad man. joke. <laughs> oh, man. But up butts. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. Jeez. Wow. He was ignited with joy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, you know what? On a happier note... Chris, who works with my girlfriend, I'm looking at our stickers right now, and I'm I'm pulling some aside for you, and I'm going to put them in Miranda's purse, so you should have stickers for you at work next week. I watched him do it. It's it's happening. There's, it's there's right a, there. It's a step in the right direction. There's definitely a pile of stickers on the recording table. This is a fold-up table that goes away after we're done recording, so I'll have to do something with the stickers again. So there's a good chance, like... They're in a good spot. They're going to move they're one in, more like, time. They're in, like, loading dock. The, I think their next move is the crucial, crucial it's move. It's the crucial yeah. one, the final. Yeah, because if I, if I get lazy and I just put them right there, then. It's going to be game over until next recording. It's going to be game recording. over until, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, John Irving Bentley. Ooh, it's the John of Bentley. <sighs> Looks like we're in the 60s again. Ooh, bullet. Why, everything happens back in the, the fucking man. 60s, man. The we 90s really... were a weird fucking time. Yeah. Ah, man. After enjoying an evening of visiting with his friends at his own home on December 4th, 1966, he apparently and suddenly, spontaneously, I guess that's two adjectives of the same meaning, he spontaneously combusted sometime after 9 p.m. when his friends left and sometime before the morning of December 5th, when the meter reader for his house showed up. Um, I don't think that's a thing anymore. 
Do you mm-hmm. know what a meter reader is? Isn't the person who comes and checks your... Uh, yeah, it checks like your gas meter yeah. on the side of your house and stuff, and that's how they know how, how much to bill you. The meter reader showed up to check the meter, and uh, he noticed a weird order and saw some blue smoke and decided to investigate. Blue smoke? Blue smoke. Okay. Interesting. All right. When he reached Bentley's bathroom, he found Bentley and ran out to get help, yelling, Dr. Bentley's burned up! Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I can just hear it now. Dr. Bentley's burned up! Help! 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 Help, Dr. Bentley! He's burning! (laughs) That man is burning! He's burnt up, you see! Oh, Lord. (laughs) So, Mr. John was a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Wow, all right, prestigious little figure. Right. Okay, Mr. Bentley. At first, it was thought that the elderly man had accidentally set himself on fire with his pipe. But his pipe was found to be intact by his bedside. Oh. Nevertheless, it's still used as the cause of blame in the case. Investigate, I mean, I guess he could have more than one pipe. Yeah. I mean... I feel like a notable figure like that would probably have, like, his one pipe that he uses. Oh, yeah, right? Like... Probably inscribed with his initials. Never forget that moment in Inglorious Bastards. Hmm. Have you seen that movie? Oh, yeah. And he's just talking to... I think he's talking to the French farm guy. And he pulls out... The French farm guy asks if he can smoke his pipe. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's smoking. And he pulls out a regular pipe. And then fucking... General, whatever his name is, fucking whips out this fucking... The long-ass? Super, like, carved, intricate, fucking crazy-ass pipe. And that's why I'm like, if you're a doctor back in the Yeah, he's probably got his pipe. That has, like, Dr. B on the side. And actually, as as a smoker with a pipe, for a different reason, you do, Tana. I just have one pipe. Yeah, I mean, I have... I have a bong bong and a pipe, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know... You only have one. I don't think you bong tobacco. No. I mean, before weed was legal, it was a <laughs> tobacco product, I guess. <laughs> tobacco I, I did water pipe. things, yeah. Tobacco water pipe. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, so investigators determined that he dropped ashes from his pipe onto his robe and then went to the bathroom to fetch a pitcher of water. At least he's, like, doing something in this story, yeah. not just sitting there and burning. He's just sitting in his easy chair like, yeah. this is my time. Well, I'm on, come. I'm on fire. I'm ready. <laughs> so I guess the theory is he, he ran to the bathroom to fetch a pitcher of water to put out the flames. Uh, supposedly, they may have found a broken pitcher and by his remains. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, supposedly they, they may have found a pitcher next to next to Bentley in his smoldering robe, which was found next to the hole that had burned through the floor. Here's the good. Here's the really good part. The fire probably accelerated because Bentley kept matches in his robe pocket, oh. and that was thought to have intensified the flame. I've set a lot of books and matches on fire in my life because it's just good fun. And they go up pretty fucking fast and just burn out pretty fucking fast. Yeah, I mean, anybody who's even lit, like, a single match. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, and the whole pack just, like... And just... And even if you make sure all the cardboard on it burns, that's still not much. Not buying it. That's what I'm saying here. Mm. Not buying 
the smoker blame. I'm not going to buy that one. No. And you know what? I've dropped... Ask my girlfriend, because she hates it, but go through my closet right now. Plenty of burn holes in all my shirts. Because uh? you know what happens when a little piece of on fire or something falls out of my pipe? Burns a little hole in my shirt, then goes out. Yep. It's the only, it doesn't stay afloat. That's the only thing that's ever happened. My lucky jersey that's hanging over there that's helped... Never mind, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, it's got burn holes in it, even. Like... Go Pack Go. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> go Pack Go. We got a big game this week, and I hope I didn't just curse this last time I brought it up. I was like, Greg, I you know, know you, you know. know the curse. I know. Oh my God. I know. Sorry, Packers. What if I edit it out? Nope. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, fuck it. Go Pack Go. <laughs> Kick those fucking Vikings' ass. If we win this game, we lock the division. Uh, also. I mean, we're really close to being, like, the number one team in the NFC or the number two, which really? does good things for us in the playoffs. So. I haven't even I've got, liked at football this year. I've got high hopes. I mean, your Broncos didn't do anything. I don't, I've never liked Broncos. Good. Yeah. I've always been a Saints, Colts, and Saints are kicking um, ass. Colts, Seahawks fan. Colts didn't do anything. Seahawks are they're riding the same boat as the Packers. Like, they're, they're making it. they got a good quarterback, but they're yeah. not, like... I'm not kicking ass like hockey's so. the best sport though. There's no discussion. No I've debate. always wanted to get into hockey. I just don't. And it's too like I like the football season. Short, sweet, high impact. Like yeah, I can't do like baseballs like 180 games. Hockey's how many games? Hockey's like almost 100 something. Yeah, no, I don't have time for that. And you can't tell me every game matters. Like every football game matters. There's that 16 of them. Like yeah. Anyhow, back on human combustion. One more go, Pat, go. <laughs> Jeannie Safin, if I'm going to do it, might as well fucking Might as well fucking go right? home with yeah. it. Jeannie Safin is an unusual case where someone actually, I have thoughts about this one. Someone actually witnessed her combustion. Ooh. Jeannie was 61 years old when old. she died, but had the mental capacity of a six-year-old. According to her father, who was 82 at the time, he and Jeannie were both sitting in the kitchen when he saw a bright surge of light out of the corner of his eye. He turned to ask his daughter if she had seen it. To his amazement, when he turned his head to look at her, she was on fire, but just sat still with her hands in her lap. He yanked her over to the sink to try to put her out and even disfigured his own hands in the process. Jeannie suffered what they're calling full thickness, which is <clears throat> burns on her face and hands and abdomen that were burned past the flesh down to the subcutaneous fat. Ooh. Look. Oh, warning. I might get gross. <laughs> Google it. Google it. Caution. This is where it's going to get nitty gritty. So yeah, it's the same for so many cautions thrown at like. If, if you're listening to our show at this point... You should already know. <laughs> Look, it's going to get a little gruesome. Right? It's going to get a little nasty. I smile every time I put our show out and hit the, does, does your show have explicit content? Sure does. Click. <laughs> yeah, yes, buddy. <laughs> Anyhow, I listen to other podcasts, too, that are, like, sponsored and things like that, and they're, like, trying to, like, beat around the bush with certain words. I'm like, suckers. <laughs> I'll say what I won't. Say what about when I won't. <laughs> Her uh, hands and face were pretty much destroyed. 
She lapsed into a coma and would die eight days later. Her combustion is largely unexplained, although an attempt has been made. Supposedly, a speck from her father's... Cigarette? Pipe. Oh, Lord. ...had fallen into her, into her clothing sometime earlier and was only ignited... Only ignited from a gust of wind... What? ...from an open door that fanned it. Shut so, the fuck so up. So, a little tiny piece of ash... Went to her clothes, laid dormant, and then was stoked by the wind and erupted into flame. Any smoker of any substance will know. And ash, the second it goes, like, I watch ashes all the time fall to the ground. They're out within a second. Yeah. And Augusta was not going to pick that shit back up. No. Oh, my Lord. No. No. I even, um, our, our last trip when uh, for my best friend's wedding... We were staying in our Airbnb in Hannibal, Missouri, and I was out on this like kind of wood balcony uh, smoking a joint, and my cherry fell off, and it fell. There was like some dry stuff down there and like on the ground, and so I just sat there and just watched it, and even landed on stuff like on dry like straw. And it doesn't and catch. No, nothing. I, I watched it go out. So even sat there for yep. just an extra minute, high, just staring at the ground like a weirdo. I've done the same thing because yep. I'm like, I don't want to fire, so if yeah. it starts, I'll put it out right now. Yeah, exactly. Do I need to move? Nothing happened. No. On com- dry, combustible stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of disapprovals this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I kind of had some dark thoughts when I first read this story, but I'm not thinking so much anymore. Um, her father was 82. I was I just... think her dad set her on fire? I mean... That's dark, right? <laughs> Maybe she became a burden, but I feel like if he made it to 82 and her to 61, like... They, I feel like they were rocking it. They were probably rocking it, yeah. yeah. He's probably... They're probably each other's best friends. Yeah. And so, again, um, if he... If you were on fire right now, and I tried to pick you up and move you to a sink, you're assuming it's in the same room, so yeah. maximum 10 feet away somewhere. I'll probably hurt myself, but not like... It says he disfigured his hands. Yeah, I was going to say disfigurement. Her. That's like a raging That's fire. That's severe, yeah. That's like blue flame so fire. So again, intense, intense fire. Interesting. All right, we're 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 getting through these guys and girls. It's 29, <laughs> about to be 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I feel like this, this is how I would go out in a fit of irony. George Mott of Crown Point, New York, was enjoying an episode of The Twilight Zone the night before he burst into flames, and was said to have remarked, quote, nothing weird like that ever happens to me. (laughs) Well, the next day, his son found three and a half pounds of bone and ash that used to be George Mott. Unlike some of the other people on the list, Mott was not a smoker. Therefore, couldn't have accidentally lit himself on fire. Lit himself on fire, or had cigarette ash or pipe ash fall into his clothing and lay dormant. Now I just picture, um, you know, the progressive or is it progressive commercials with the mayhem guy? Yeah. <laughs> I just picture him as mayhem, a little ash in somebody's sweater. <laughs> I am mayhem. <laughs> As soon as a gust of wind comes by, I'm going to light you on fire. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> you can send us a check, Progressive. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, 
And so a, he had bones left over. Yeah. Um, an investigation would come up with no external means of ignition whatsoever. And here's the real kicker. He was a, a retired fireman. The irony. Wow, heavy, heavy irony in this one. Also, you got to figure he's, he's probably living a pretty fire-safe life. Yeah, especially know? an ex-firefighter. Yeah. Interesting. I wish I had a little more information on this one as to because uh, I'm interested as to the three pound pile of bone and ash. Like, cause, you know, mo- a lot of these cases we're finding the feet and extremities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more interested in, in what the burn scene looked like, but this one I, I didn't get a lot of info on, not even a year. Um, whenever the Twilight Zone was popping, probably like 50s, 60s. I'd say 60s to 80s, maybe. Yeah, probably like maybe 60s. Because I remember Twilight Zone when I was a kid. At least. I mean, I knew of it. It's black and white show, it. for sure. Yeah. Um, anyways. Oi. They've revamped it now. Um, either it's uh, Jordan Peele, I think he hosts it. From oh, Peele. really? Yeah. But yeah. Hmm. Jack Angel, however, is a man who supposedly combusted and survived. Oh. At least that's his story. He says he simply went to sleep in his trailer in a hotel parking lot and woke up four days later with burns and blisters all over his body, including a giant hole in his chest. He got up and showered and walked over to the hotel where he collapsed. He woke up in a hospital and was so badly burned that his right hand had become horribly infected and was unsalvageable. He had to have his arm amputated at the elbow. However, this totally contradicts what the man said in court when he sued the manufacturers of his trailer's hot water heater for $3 million. Mm. So, theory is, Angel was taking a shower when the water stopped, or maybe the hot water stopped, and he went out to check it. Uh, The pressure valve released and the hot water scolded him. But oh, the doctor who examined him signed on a report. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it wasn't. That Jack Angel burned from the inside out and not from the outside in. Really? Yes. So the doctor signed on that. Doctor signed on it. Okay. And yet, little Mr. Angel tried to sue. I mean, fuck it, why not? Yeah, I mean, I guess too, if you're living in a trailer and... Yeah. Nothing wrong with trailers, no, but... No, no, but, you know, get your comeuppance where you can, I guess. Yeah. Um, man. Man, man, man. Fucking A. Yeah. Um, I... No word on uh, on the uh, lawsuit, though. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, what was the, what was the final on that yeah, one? Yeah, I don't know. No word on the lawsuit. Four days later? Four days later. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you would definitely have infection and stuff. A raging um, infection. I guess the blisters are what I, what I would think points to hot water. Yeah. Um, as compared. Because we're talking all the other stories. We're talking fucking ash and blue flame. But um, blisters... Blister and blisters to me points to external, unless you can boil from within and get I blisters. Mean, I could see like if your internal temperature is raising to like 
unfathomable points, like your skin is going to start to like true bubble up inside and then yeah. That was a really gross picture. I just pictured my clunkers up there that I made. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that leaves us with our last and most recent. Oh. Um, the most recent death linked to spontaneous human combustion was of Michael Faraday. Uh, age 76, died at his home in Galloway, Ireland in December. It's our second December, too, I oh. think. In 2010. Ooh, so within a the last mere decade. nine years ago in this decade. Okay. Speaking of, this is our last podcast of the decade. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I wish wow. I had a bell, like, ding, 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 Yeah. Ring it out. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. We'll see you guys no next year. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So, Dr. Sirian McLaughlin. Ooh. The coroner tasked with examining Mr. Faraday's sudden death at his home made the shock decision of putting it down to spontaneous human combustion. Finally! Official. We have some fucking... Official. Brains. Common sense. (laughs) Mr. Faraday was found with severe burns. He's lying on his back with his head near an open fireplace. Despite the blaze, the sitting room was untouched apart from the burns on the... Um, the living room, I guess we would call it. The living room was untouched apart from the burns on the ceiling directly above him and on the floor beneath him. So you have like a good tube of fire going up and down. Yeah. Forensic experts who investigated the scene at Faraday's home concluded that the fireplace was not linked to his death. And Dr. McLaughlin said, or Lachlan, I might be pronounced. It's with the GH, but I think they go Lachlan on that. Yeah. Dr. McLaughlin said, This fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion, for which there is no adequate explanation. That's fair. Fair. I'll take it. Thank God it's just not a cigarette. I was going to say, thank you for not blaming smoking on that one. Yeah, it took a whole new... And s- ash that kicked up by the wind. Shut yeah, the fuck thank up. God. Thank God. New minds in a new century were thinking progressively and yes. forward. And, uh, yeah. Spontaneous human combustion. There's, there's lots of theories out there. Mm-hmm. And um, some of them get kind of scientific. Some of them are kind of silly. Um, some of them come down to scientists making up their own subatomic particles called pyrotons. Hmm. Um, Some blame it on ketosis. Well, what's fascinating is from all of the cases that we've discussed, everyone's older, above the age of like 50 or 60. Mm -hmm. Most of them have been lying on their back. Just chilling. Yeah. And it all erupted from the mid-abdomen level. Uh And Uh so I just... Those are, there's a lot of similarities. There is a lot of similarities. And how the fuck has this um, not been researched? And we're talking to? high heat burns in a concentrated area that aren't affecting the whole house or everything around I was going to say, it. the entire area that they're in is like... I mean, you set a fire fine. in my house right now, the whole house catches on fire. Yeah. If we set this table on fire, the house is going to okay. catch on fire. At it's least not like just the gonna, walls It's not or... just going to burn a hole no. up and down right here. And the fact that the body, the fire went out once, like, whatever it was burning was gone is... Because any normal fire will literally engulf anything within its surroundings. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. 
What? So the human body, 70 to 80% water, depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. I think I ride around 65 because I constantly don't drink enough water. <laughs> until I, I work all day, until I feel my lips chapping. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I need that water. Yeah, I need that water. Um, so that seems counterproductive to a spontaneous combustion. However, your fat, your fat will burn. Mm-hmm. And it'll burn intensely. But for bone fragments to even be burned down, like, yeah. that has to be hot. Again, 1,400 to 1,800 degrees Fahrenheit for a human body to burn. So that's, Google it, fill in the blank Celsius, Australian listeners. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do it for us. Do it. Do it. Google it. Google it. Um, Siri, what's 1,400 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? At 760 degrees Celsius, Celsius, Australia. Ooh. There you go. I'm not making you do work. I nope. love you. I love you. We got you. you guys. Got you. We got you back. Um, and anywhere else that uses Celsius. We just like Australia because they listen to us the most. So yeah. if you want me to talk about you, uh, get some people listening in whatever city or country you listen get to. Get on it because we appreciate you Australia, down Australia, they're doing it. They're, they are. They're, they're doing hip, the damn thing. They're savvy. They're cut above the rest. They're fucking weird, and yeah, we love they are. it. We love it. So that's it. That's our uh, nine to ten cases of spontaneous. You would think I knew how many I did, but um, it's our <laughs> nine to ten sp- cases of spontaneous combustion. That's a fun game. You know, keep track at home while we're listening. See what you come up with. There nine, we go. Nine or ten. You know, if it's nine, um, smoke a blunt. If it's ten, take two shots. There you go. There we go. Turn it into a fun game every time. We're always giving you guys these games. We have a good time. We have a good time. (laughs) We have a real good time. And if you're having the we have a good time, if you're playing the we have a good time drinking game. We we kept it, we were nice to you today. You only had to take like four drinks. Yeah, we have a good time. 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 (laughs) Such a good time. (laughs) All right. All right. Um, A little special treat for you guys today. Uh, Instead of our normal music... For the outro, we're going to be listening to a track called Metal Figures uh, by my buddy Bionic Limbs, <gasps> a.k.a. David from the band. Um, and uh, I, I meant to ask him via, via text message first, but um, I was even thinking about propositioning him to uh, do some music for the show, you know, maybe a... Uh, revamped intro or something like that Ooh. a little original something from him a little swappity swappity so I, you know maybe I'm asking you now I know he's behind on a few episodes so you know yeah, he'll catch, catch up, up. Let me yeah. catch up people uh, people like to apologize to me too it's like I, I'm not caught up and I'm like I don't care Like as I, long as you're still listening the I'm fact like, that you're listening matters. is amazing to me so all you people who are not caught up love you Alex still. best friend slash roommate he texted me the other day he's like it's Belgian. And I was like, oh my god, you're listening to an episode! Hi, 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 my heart. Well, Alex, you just keep on listening and you'll realize an hour later in the episode, yep. Greg just burst. <laughs> it, was like in the, it. it was like in the middle of a sentence, too. Yeah. I was just like, Belgian! <laughs> and I was like, what? There it is! Belgian. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Alex. Yeah. And, thank uh, you, listeners. Yeah, enjoy the track from Bionic Limbs. Um, check him out on Spotify. Check it. Just released a new single called Would You Befriend Him. That one's got some vocals on it, so that was pretty cool. 
And uh, word around the grapevine, grapevine mean me asking David himself, <laughs> <laughs> he might have a full-length album coming out soon. Oh, so, stay tuned. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. And make sure you follow us on all of our Instagrams, like at SP Weird World and at Greg's Weird World and at Anya Danya. Daniela. Oh, you almost fucked that up. Anya Don- <laughs> I just pronounced Anya Daniela. Daniela. That's how they say it in Belgium. Anya Daniela. <laughs> oh, that's kind of a cool name. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I always think of Dr. Evil. That's how we do it in Belgium. That's Belgium how we dip. do it in Belgium. <laughs> it's a Belgium dip. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you guys, just go ahead and do one more thing for me. One more thing. Keep, Keep it weird! And listen to Bionic Limbs. Yes. <laughs> Here it is, fellows, the music you asked for. Jive. To get what you want in jazz, right.